We have Fergus here with us today, a very special guest co-host. So Fergus, for those of you who don't know you, uh, what is your role in ICRAG? Yeah, so I'm Fergus McAuliffe. I manage communications and engagement in ICRAG. So my role there is to help bring our research and our researchers out of ICRAG, out of the universities and into the public sphere, and also to try and bring the public into our research and trying to explain more about what we do the changes that we're trying to make and to increase understanding and empower decision making around earth science related issues. And you also head up the public perception uh, research side of things in ICRAG. So the guest we're having today, Camila, is part of that. Yeah, so I co-manage the public perception and understanding of the geosciences research platform here in ICRAG, along with Gertrude Schutema. And so really what we're trying to do with that particular research wing of ICRAG is to try and increase our understanding of the different perceptions, beliefs and emotions that people have around the geosciences, around the earth and around geological activities like the extractive industries. Yep, so citizen science would be a component of that. Absolutely, yes. So citizen science is one of the vehicles that we're using to try and explore people's perceptions around geoengineering solutions and around the role that geologists can play in climate action. Yep, so we'll hear more about that now with our guest. This, this is iCragorama. Season 1, Episode 10. I'm Fergus McAuliffe. And I'm Anthea Lakia. Today we're joined by Dr. Camilla Kwasniewska. Camilla is a postdoctoral researcher at Trinity College Dublin. Hi, how are you doing? My name is Camilla Kwasniewska. I'm... Um, postdoc uh, just starting recently in ICRAG and I will be working or I'm starting this work on very exciting citizen science project. Right so that's in Trinity College Dublin? That's in Trinity College Dublin yes. Okay so tell us a little bit about that what will you be doing and what is citizen science? Okay so the project is called TEFRA BAG or TBAG citizen science experiment and it's a very cool way to actually interact with citizens, so the public. And the citizen science is a way of engaging with volunteers. So the science engage with volunteers and they actually get involved and get good results out of general public work. It's actually good for both sides, so scientists can actually gather more data in the same amount of time and for the public uh, it's actually good because they learn new skills new techniques and they'll actually engage more in this case in environmental sciences yeah so it's benefits for both both groups both groups yes okay so then can you tell us a bit more about these tephra bags so tephra is volcanic ash yes tephra is volcanic ash and um, it was collected from etna mountain and this tephra, so the volcanic ash, will be put in a tea bag, and the tea bag will be uh, buried in the soil. And the whole idea is to to generate a kit that will incorporate the pots, the soil, and the tea bags with the volcanic ash in it. And then the kids will have to take out the soil, the local soil 
and um, then the tea bags will be buried buried in the pots and we'll also give them some seeds of plants and this experiment will run it for three months or so to see how how big is the rate of weathering so the chemical weathering within the different types of soil in Ireland and hopefully you'll get some ideas of how different types of soil respond to chemical weathering. So how come how come we're doing this as part of a citizen science project like it sounds to me that maybe we could do some of this in the lab so why why have you guys decided to to try and run this involving citizens from across Ireland it's um, it's, it's a good question it's mainly because we want uh, to gather a big amount of data and in order to do that we need volunteers in in this case these are going to be school kids uh, that will volunteer and so that we can actually cover the whole island of ireland hopefully with the northern ireland as well and we won't be able to do that on our own so i guess the more volunteers we have the the better uh, data set will be uh, for for our uh, experiment. Is there any examples of anything like similar like this that might have happened either like elsewhere, like across the world or any other sort of citizen science project um, that maybe people might have heard of in the past or something? Yes, I'm actually a citizen scientist myself. I I have two dogs and I actually participate in this citizen science uh, project that is called Family Doc Project that it's run um, by the university in Hungary. So they actually looking at uh, dogs' behaviors and cognition. So you observe your dogs and you, um, you can also test their DNA and send it to, uh, to this university. And then they have this whole big amount of data of how dogs behave and if it's relevant to their genetics or not. So this is very exciting <laughs> for me also to to be a part of a, a citizen science project uh, as a citizen scientist. <laughs> yeah, because often they can be quite fun, and I guess yeah. I guess one of the things around citizen science is that yes, you know, like it is a little bit of work for the person to do, but you know, you can really you can really learn things yourselves, things that you've never never thought about before, um, and it's a way I guess to bring science into your own home but also a way that you can that you can feed into the into the scientific process as well so it's it's quite i guess like democratic yes in that point of view because everyone is able to contribute and so 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 if people if people um i know you're just like starting a project now but if if we have any schools out there listening uh, hopefully you have lots of schools listening Mm -hmm. um but where 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 might they be able to find out uh, some more information down the line or anything like that? Will you guys have a website or will you have anything like that? Yes, we're planning to have the project website and hopefully uh, this is going to be just a, you know, a private website. But we also want to incorporate the project in the Zooniverse um, website where mm-hmm. you can actually look up different citizen science uh, projects. And there there will be a platform to read about the project and and um, put up the data that you collect yeah hopefully this is going to be a useful tool for the for the kids and just to go back to the dogs uh, did you find out anything about the results of that project uh, y- yes they have a lot of uh, publications regarding 
different breeds and different type of behaviors. And I have to say my dogs are in the normal <laughs> range, <laughs> both of them, yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have this um, public reception and understanding research group in ICRAG, and what we're trying to do is to understand the different factors that are at play with how people perceive out of the earth or different geological activities, things like um, geological risk, um, landslides all the way to geological, um, say like the extractive industries whereby we're finding the materials and the metals that we need to have our society. What do people think about all of that? And so that is a really, really interesting research area that we have and it closely overlaps with our public engagement programme. And our public engagement programme is designed to, to bring our research and researchers out of the universities that we're in uh, and also to try and bring members of the public into the into part of the research process as well. So this particular citizen science project is a really nice example of that because we have m members of the public, in this case school children, will be involved in the design of the project and also in the actual, the actual data collection. So it's a really, really nice example of how we are bringing our research out, but also getting the public involved and helping them to influence and shape our research. So. Personally, it's a, it's a really, really exciting project to be involved in, especially now with climate change to the forefront. People are demanding action and people are looking to get involved in different types of activities. And I guess that would be one of the questions I would have is how, how is this project of yours, is it related to climate change or why are we, why are we trying to investigate how, how ash interacts with the soil at all? Yes, yeah, so volcanic ash is mostly made out of silica and the silicate weathering is actually taught to control the climate by consuming the atmospheric carbon dioxide and one third of silicate weathering is actually result of weathering of volcanic islands and uh, continents and so once the co2 is actually weathered in the in the earth in the soil um, it's eventually then start as carbonates in the oceans so this is like a half of the carbon cycle, mm -hmm. let's say. And then, so in this experiment, if we add uh, the volcanic ash into the soil, we might speed up the process of the CO2 sequestration from the atmosphere. And also addition of plants on the top of the, um, of the volcanic ash and with them the photosynthesis, um, maybe be interesting and um, maybe it can offer some sort of solution to increase the rate of which the CO2 is actually um, assimilated by plants uh, to help to weather uh, calcium silicate. So this system could be used as a negative carbon um, emission technology and as a geological solution for climate change. So it would be very interesting to see how people actually react to that. How do they uh, react to the idea that if we add the volcanic ash to the soil, we can actually sequester more CO2 from the atmosphere. And then I suppose your own background is in botany, is that right? Yes, I'm plant scientist rather than botanist. Um, I, well, I have very solid background in biology, but I'm also microbiologist and plant geneticist. So I've, I've done different type of plant biology science, but it's very related to plants. I would say I'm a plant person. <laughs> What's your favorite plant? My favorite plant is a herb and it's going to be 
thyme. Thyme. Yes. Thyme. It's nice in food. It's nice in food, and there is lovely teas that you can you you can drink from thyme. Different species of thyme that Uh, kind of yeah. Currently, I'm reading a book called The Overstory, Mm -hmm. which is a Pulitzer Prize winning novel for fiction for this year. But it's what it is. It's really it's very uh, unusual work of fiction because there is a real. theme running through it about the interaction between humans and trees mm-hmm. in particular so there's there's a number of different characters and sort of unusual things happen in their lives that are really really closely related to trees Jeez. and I find it it's very I find it very contemplative when I'm reading it because we can live so much of our lives in the perceived absence of nature and the absence of greenery but yet we know that it can be it's very relaxing to be out mm-hmm. in nature, especially, oh, yes. you know, like when it comes to, to people, you know, like recovering in hospitals, the more access to greenery they have, the sometimes it can make a difference to their recovery and stuff like that. So do you, if we're to bring that back to your research project, so obviously you're, you're like a botanist by training, but now you're bringing that expertise, or plant scientist by training, but you're bringing that expertise to geology now. Do you find it's, it's a challenge coming from a biological background working with people who just like a good old rock now and again um <laughs> is there any any issues there or is it any learnings you've had so far yes i i think it's it's quite challenging but i love challenge i love to challenge myself and learn new skills new to get new experience but in in our lab um there is one geologist, uh, Wei Mu, that mm-hmm. you actually her. Yeah. You interviewed her some time ago. And she is very helping me with this project. She, she, if I have any questions on you know, the, a new uh, term or anything, really, she's, she's very helpful. And there is a lot of new information that I have to also to learn. Uh, but this is, I think this is normal if you if you getting into a new project you, you you're never going to know everything about uh, about the subject yeah and i mm-hmm. guess the 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 unusual but exciting part about this particular project is not only are you a plant scientist who's working with geologists but you'll also be working hand in hand with social scientists yes so can you tell us any any part about that particular aspect of the project because obviously we don't want to run a citizen science experiment and not learn anything about the citizens from it yes so so the secondary aim actually of this project is to um, to check if this this the citizen sciences so this the school children actually get um, any information on if they learn anything from this experiment if they like it if they uh, have any feedback to us so we we're very well uh, we welcome the feedback from the kids and we want to know if if this is as exciting for them as is it for us yeah yeah Yeah. okay have you thought already about how you will ask them is it through surveys or interviews or yeah i think this is going to be uh probably a first thing um to get a feedback feedback on the whole experiment if the if if they like the idea behind it, if it's not too difficult. So I guess this is going to be, first it's going to be interview, but uh, afterwards, after we um, reach out to more schools, um, I think the survey is going to be very good um, to have as well. Yeah, you really, you are doing interdisciplinary science. Is that, would you see yourself as a, an interdisciplinary researcher then? Or? 
Yes, this is uh, quite uh, uh, interdisciplinary science, I think. Um, I have some experience uh, on the different side of the science. So uh, beforehand I was working on a research uh, commercialization project, which involved also working on developing a kit but this was more on the business side. So I had to get some skills on, you know, how to interact with business people, how to pitch and how to um, um, uh, protect the IP. And, you know, it's a little bit different than talking to researchers, talking to business people. It's, it's, it's a, bi a bit of a skill, I would say. So this project was uh, running in Trinity College as well, and we were working to develop this biosensor that would um, check um, the homogeneity within the cl uh, climatic growth chambers or uh, also glass houses. And yeah, it was really good experience of going out from the laboratory base into the you know, real world, I would say. And is that what led you then to take on this project? Yes, yeah. yes. This is something that I uh, wanted to do in terms of reaching out to people, not only staying in the, the lab, because, you know, sometimes people see scientists that they only kind of, you know, just work on their science and publish. But it's very interesting to actually talk to people about science and show them um, how we actually do the, 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 the experiment. Yeah. So one thing you know there is is that there's a lot of chat these days, um, because obviously climate change, climate action is at the forefront of people's minds. But is that perhaps geologists need to do or need to do more to show that they're part of the solution rather than part of the problem when it comes to climate change? Now, as a plant scientist by training, what's your sense of how of how geologists, of how geoscientists, of how a research centre like ICRAG can show that it's part of the solution rather than you know contributing to the problem yes as a plant scientist i think this idea of interdisciplinary uh, research is just amazing because you interact with different parts of the science a different part of the science and you get this big uh, idea of how to get the solution so you not only have the geoscientist view but you also have plant scientist view and you can mix and match this those ideas and then go into the public and talk about that and i guess people once you're you know you're user friendly and you're um, you're getting out there and talk to people people perceive you in a different way they they're not scared of the scientists anymore they they see scientists are people as well so just putting yourself out there and also interacting with other disciplines could yeah. be could important. be very useful and i think this this program the people perception and understanding is just just amazing thing uh, to be coming out from icrack because as i said most people don't really know what we do as a scientist they don't understand us they don't know why we do it so it's quite important to actually uh, talk to people and you know translate it a bit to to their language and say that we're here to help and get solutions for different problems. Yeah, and the solution won't come from just one discipline, exactly. but from many together. Yeah, and any any solutions that are out there, um, a lot of those solutions are dependent on public support 
for that solution mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. we can we can develop as many technologies as we want to make it or as make as many policy recommendations as we want but if um if the populace at large is mm-hmm. is not okay with those hasn't been consulted hasn't had their their opportunity to feed in you know then those recommendations and stuff just won't be just won't be taken on board and if you know like if i was you know to flip it around i probably wouldn't take it on board either if i was never told about anything so i think it's 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 really like important and this is a really good example you know this particular project because it is it could be classified as a geoengineering solution you know you know kind of altering things and and what's our sense of that you know like are we are we okay with that mm-hmm. you know um, and so i think the discussions that we have with the school children and the discussions that happen after that will be hugely informative because you know like everyone everyone agrees that we do need to take action but I think maybe people are less sure or less in agreement of what that action needs to look like. So yeah. I think, you know, there's definitely some really good learnings that are going to come out of this particular project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. exciting. It is very exciting, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so then can you tell us a little bit about what you like to do when you're not, you know, researching plants or volcanic ash or <laughs> citizen <laughs> science and hobbies? Uh, yes, I, well, I have two dogs, so I... I'm walking them a lot, and my favorite thing to do is anything to do with mountains. So hiking, um, mountaineering, climbing as well, rock climbing, sport climbing, and yeah. Oh, so I have so I have a bit of to do with uh, geology because yeah, I touch the rocks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you climb the rocks, yeah. You have to yeah. know about their properties. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do you go hiking in Ireland? Um, well, the closest, so Wicklow Mountains, uh, but my favorite spot lately is uh, Sugarloaf. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, just hanging around there, beautiful views, open space, quiet. Yeah, uh, I think scientists, they share a love of the landscape. So that's another thing that's important to maybe talk about more, you know, because yes. we all love nature, nature and exactly. our planet. So we want to help out rather than, <laughs> than destroy it. And what are your two dogs' names? Oh, their um, w- Irish setter uh, is named Morka, which in Lithuanian, my husband is Lithuanian, in, in Lithuanian means carrot. <laughs> and German Shepherd, uh, Spurga, which means donut. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and we'll <So> food related, <laughs> food related <laughs> names. And how, how can we get carrot and donut involved in the Citizen Science Project? Um, in this, this citizen science. Yeah. How can we get them involved? We can. Can we bring them to to schools and we could probably bring them to schools and uh, excite people, yes. kids about you know. We just need to do a background check on both of the dogs first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, but I think I, I think they could certainly be a help to getting people to buy into the project. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Camila, for coming into the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Be excited to hear about your findings, and we'll keep an eye out for the citizen science. Yes, info. Of course, keep out. Uh, keep keep an eye on uh, new websites and and Twitter accounts. They will be up soon. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Fergus. Thanks, guys. Thank you.